do you do when you're quarantined to your home? I think we'll listen to review and report and some true crime. There's no doubt about it. It's the best true crime podcast out there. I'm your host, Anthony. So grab a beer and grab a drink, grab whatever it is you're sipping on, check your doors and make sure those things are locked. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. So let's get started. Emily Lambert, a resident of Louisville, Texas, was 33 years old and a third grade teacher. She was very liked by her students at O'Henry Elementary School just outside of Plano, Texas. This was a nice town just outside of Dallas. Emily was divorced to a man named Donovan, but the two still remained close friends, most likely due to the fact that they shared custody of their two daughters who were just four and five years old at the time of Emily's disappearance and brutal murder. Not long after Emily's divorce, she began dating Robert Early. Robert was a resident of Euless, Texas. March 1st, 2014, Emily and Robert checked into a hotel known as Stephen's Best Western Inn. This was located in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Robert had been working in a location close to this hotel, so Emily decided she would join him for a short getaway, which was rare due to her daughters. It was that night, Robert and Emily went out to dinner and out for drinks. March 2nd, 2014, Robert called the Carlsbad Police Department and reported Emily Lambert missing. In this episode, we will go into the timeline of events and what led up to the brutal and gruesome murder of Emily Lambert. What's up, everyone? It's just me here in the dungeon, self-quarantining here in the dungeon by my lonesome. I'm kidding. I guess I kind of am, like, quarantining until, like, 7 o'clock tomorrow when I got to go to work. But, hey, out of all seriousness, hopefully all y'all are being safe. It's like a crazy world right now, you know? Like, it's, you know, the coronavirus is, like, hitting super hard. I guess. Like, that's what we're supposed to think. But up, um, but what's the truth? Who knows? But I will say, this, as you heard, is a case that is horrible. And I want to make sure you guys know if gruesome, you know, terrible things happening to somebody is not your thing, do not listen to this episode. Because I'm actually going to share some things that are just kind of hard to hear. But I actually hadn't heard this case of Emily Lambert until somebody brought it to my attention. So I guess... I just, I really, it's it's sad that people haven't heard about this. So, as you heard in the intro, um, Emily Lambert was 33 years old. She was a school teacher. Um, 
She was divorced. She had two daughters, a five and four year old. And she started dating, like, I think it was kind of soon after her divorce. You know, she's trying to move on, you know, trying to find love again. And we all know out there how hard that can be sometimes. Not myself, because I've been married for seven years. But I know what it was like eight years ago, (laughs) right? Or nine years ago, because I dated her for a year. But we all know what it's like to be alone. So she, right off the rip, she starts dating somebody. And I guess Robert Early, this is that's the boyfriend's name, um, was working in Carlsbad, New Mexico. He was also from Texas. I think it's called, you guys are going to all hate on me for this, but I think it's called Euless, Texas. It's E-U-L-E-S-S, Euless, Texas. Um, that's where he's from. But evidently, I think he was like an oil rigger or something like that. He had some work going on in New Mexico, on in Carlsbad. So, you know, I'm sure they had conversations like, you should come here, we could go out, like you could get away. And that's just something that Emily didn't do a lot, from what I've read. She didn't just leave her girls very often. But she wanted some, obviously, with kids, it's nice to get a little alone time sometimes, right? So she she takes off for the weekend. She's going to go to uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico, and she's going to get a hotel room with uh, Robert, and they're just going to chill out, right? So I actually, I, I believe, it's there's just so much that happens on the internet. You just never know anymore, right? You never know exactly what's going on, what's true, what's not. But we know that they went to dinner, um, and then we know that they went out for drinks. And while they're out for drinks at the, let's see, it's called the Blue Cactus Lounge. And it was like, from reports that I've seen, it's about 1130. Uh, it might have been like 11, something like 11, 1130. She, you know, Emily comes up to... Robert, and I guess there's like this truck driver there or something like that where he wants to take her home. And I guess Robert's like, whatever, if that's what you want to do, then go. Which <laughs> I don't know if that's how I would handle that situation. Looks like me and a truck driver is going to get in a little bit of a fist bump. But either way, everyone's different. According to Robert, that's what happened. He went back to the hotel room. And goes to bed. This is what he reported at first. But there is video surveillance that shows Emily leaving the Blue Cactus Lounge. But not long after she leaves, Robert Early also comes out. And after all... Long, well, after this long, long time of lying to the police, you know, after a few cigarettes with the detective and, you know, just a bunch of bull crap that, that goes on to get the the suspect, you know, D-bag that's lied about murdering a innocent, beautiful woman, he finally starts opening up a little bit. You know, he says... 
now I think at one point he starts saying that they he ended up going back to the hotel and she is there. So when he gets there, she's there. And I guess they get in a fight, okay? A fight pursues. And he literally starts, like, beating the brakes off of her. You know, hit, punching her and kicking her until she's unconscious. Unconscious or whatever. So she's he throws her in the car. And I guess, like, why they're on the way there. Some reports say other things, but she kind of starts waking up. So he beats her with a... Uh, like an air pump. A freaking air pump. He beats her with an air pump. It's just absolutely disgusting. But anyway. So I think that knocks her out again. And they're actually not too far away from like this blue cactus blue cactus lounge of where her body was found. But he pulls in there and she's already brutally she's already been brutally beaten. You know, she's not going anywhere. She's, but she starts to wake up. And I think, you know, from what I understand, she started to fight back again. She's a strong woman. Okay. I think a lot of men out there treat women like they're not strong, but women are strong. Women are very strong. Not just like emotionally, but they can be physically very, very strong. So, you know, and if you've gotten kicked, punched in the mouth, beat with a air pump, and you're still willing to fight back, you know, it's a damn shame that he didn't end up where she was. But anyway, so as she gets knocked out again, she starts to wake up, and he actually ties a noose around her neck. And this is what absolutely disgusts me he wraps around this rope around her neck ties it to the bumper of his car and drags her and dumps her body behind this old barn or shed out middle of nowhere but not only did he drag her there's autopsy proof from the coroner's office that Emily had tears, dried tears, and there was proof that she was alive during this of her being dragged by this car. She was alive. Not that, you know, even if she wasn't alive, it would be better. I'm not saying that. But to know she knew what was happening to her to the point where she she cried. Emily Lambert cried. Her last moments were being probably not understand what's going on and being dragged behind a car with something around her neck. And it's hard to talk about. But I really want to, I kind of want to just like, I don't want to talk about Robert. I don't want to talk about his his court trial. I don't want to talk about any of that. 
Because frankly, I don't think the piece of shit's worth talking about. And hopefully he gets what's coming in prison. Hopefully someone wraps a noose around his neck and takes care of him. I'm sure that's not going to happen, but hopefully he is somebody's girlfriend in prison. But either way, and I know he's apologized to the family and he thinks about it every day. Well, it's easy for you to say that, Robert. It's really, it's really easy for you, Mr. Early, to say how bad you feel and how messed up you are in the head because of that night. That not, you've been messed up in the head. Nobody just does that. It's not like one day you just became like that. You must have been a sick puppy from the get-go. You probably have done things that nobody even knows about because you're a sick puppy. That's just what you do. You're sick. Okay? You don't deserve our tax dollars to even go towards anything that you do inside those walls of prison. You deserve to be dead. That's what you deserve. Emily Lambert does not deserve to be dead. You're sick. Now, I want to talk about, I'm going to stop talking about this case. This case is going to lead up to something that I think is important to talk about. And that is abuse. Ladies, this is for you. There's, if Have you noticed that a lot of the cases that you hear about in true crime and on my podcast have been about women? Women. <laughs> not cool. I want you to know that you are not alone. If you are listening to this podcast and you can hear the sound of my voice, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. But there are people on this earth that love you and that want to help you. So if you are being physically or emotionally abused by a loved one, a a loved one doesn't do that. Take it from a guy. I was beat as a child. Beat. I'm adopted. I was beat. Hurt. Annihilated. Things taken from me that I could never get back. So I feel your pain. But if you are a woman that has a man in your life that is treating, or or a woman in your life that is treating you this way, I want you to know that is not okay. And there are people that want to help you. Do you want to end up like Emily Lambert? Emily thought Robert Early loved her. She wouldn't have went to Carlsbad, New Mexico, checked into a hotel, went out for drinks if she thought that he was dangerous. If she thought he would tie a noose around her neck and drag her behind his car, or I think it was her car, dragged her behind her own car. I don't think if she, but you got I Maybe some people are just really good at hiding who they are. But from my abuse that I've went through, it just doesn't like suddenly happen. But maybe sometimes people are just that way. Things happen. I get it. But if you know that your person is capable of harming you emotionally or physically, you need to get help. And there are people out there. There's churches out there. There's fr- You've got friends. You've got family that's willing to help you. Don't end up like so many of these stories. End up 
alive and able to tell your story. End up being able to help somebody that was in your shoes. And and to me, it's so important for you not to be afraid. And I covered this case. It was very short. It was, like I said in the beginning, or, you know, the end of this, I didn't want to really talk about Mr. Early because of what of a piece of junk he is. I just want to make some people realize that are going through harsh relationships. It's it doesn't have to be that way. I know you can be scared. I was scared. You know, I was just a kid. There wasn't a whole lot I could do. But you're strong. And if there's anyone out there that's going through abuse, there's hotlines out there, there's websites you can get on there's people out there that can help you and i promise you that so let's come together as a community and fight the dirtbags out there that think that they can mistreat people physically and emotionally because we know as a nation we we can come together look what's going on right now look at what's going on with the coronavirus all this money has been raised you know, to to fight this. Governments pass all these things because people are dying from this disease. Well, people are dying at the hands of people that love them. That not that important? Isn't that important too? People die every year from the flu. People die every year because of AIDS. People die every year at the hands of people that love them. And you just hear a couple of the stories on True Crime Podcast. It's more than that. It's more. It's got to be more. If we can come together as a nation to combat against a virus, we sure as hell can come together by the grace of God and fight slime bags that are physically and emotional emotionally physical to physically and emotionally abusive we can we can fight back you know i was just a little kid that was scared to fight back but you don't have to be you don't have to be scared people love you and i'm not talking to anybody in particular I'm talking to anyone out there that's going through this. And my belief is there's a savior out there that loves you too. So people care about you. All right. So reach out for help. All right, so I know this was a little bit of a different episode. It wasn't as long as our past episodes, but I thought it was important to go over. And um, I've had a couple emails as we wrap this episode up about um, Denise Chance's case. We're not done with that case. We're still working on it, but we're it's we're working on it while we're working on other stuff to keep episodes rolling for you guys. 
um, because I know a lot of you want weekly episodes, so we're giving it to you. But we're also working diligently on Denise's case. We've had things happen on the case that we're trying to get rolling. Um, and also, we got T-shirts finally. If you guys want T-shirts, that's just going to help um, run this podcast. It's going to help, you know, we like we've talked in the past, we want to try to get flyers or billboard for Denise, um, get her stuff out. Uh, it just helps in general to help run this podcast. So um, you can hop on Gmail if, or, or email and <laughs> hop on Gmail. You can hop on Gmail. You can hop on your email. Um, we have our awesome email account. It is reviewingreport at gmail.com. Get on there. Let us know what you guys uh, think of the podcast, any cases you want us to cover, um, any suggestions. Let us know what you think. And then on top of that, we now have our phone number at 937-568-1754. Again, it's 937-568-1754. You can leave a voicemail or text message on that, and we can play it on air if you want us to. Just let us know what you think of the podcast, any suggestions, if you have any um, comments on any of the cases we've covered, like Denise's, let us know. All right, we appreciate we appreciate it, and holler at us if you want a t-shirt. They're $20. All right, y'all, we'll get out to you next time.